When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yes, good morning. It's Wednesday the 2nd of Feb and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Welcome, Karen. Great to have you on the team. Good morning to you all listening, tuning in to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got a great show. There's lots happening around the world. Big, big news. And wow, it was the news everyone was expecting with Tom Brady. But wow, what a career. Seven Super Bowls for the man. 624 touchdown MVP five times. Just a career that anyone, for someone... You don't need to be the most talented player out there, but if you've got will and desire and work ethic, anything is possible. And that was Tom Brady. How good. What a career. Anyway, good show for you coming up. Yesterday we missed Jose Morgado out of Portugal. We're going to talk a bit more about that. The tennis. The tennis that was the Australian Open. Uh, Rafael Nadal taking the treats in the end. 21st Grand Slam. But the question is, what now for Novak? Djokovic. Can he come back? Well, he can, but he's got the talent in the, the game to, to do that. But this whole vaccine mandate and his stand against it, will it affect him? And will we see any more rivalry? Will Rafael Nadal just keep soldiering on? Anyway, we'll look forward to chin to Jose Mugado out of Portugal just after 7 o'clock. And then, well, all you punters stand up. How good is it? How good is it when you're halfway through the work week and there's a cracking meeting on today? At Tarapa. Few tips and connections coming your way this morning. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that meeting. We spoke about it before the show. Few connections. There's a big race. Race eight. The perfect pink up against Baz and Louis Seamus. Opie. There's only one Opie. But anyway, we've got Butch Castles, the CEO of Waikato Racing. He's going to join the show around 7.40 to talk about that meeting today. And, well, this may be the challenges he's facing at the moment. We've already had seen, and we're going to talk about it throughout the morning, a lot of cancellations of events, how tough it is to run these events. So we're going to have a chat to him about 7.40. And then at, just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Razine Cricket Catch-Up this Wednesday as with Otago Volts coach and former New Zealand cricketer Craig Cumming. Although his young side fell short at the last hurdle, he'll be proud of their efforts. So looking forward to chatting to Sid just after 8 o'clock. And, well, we've got lots to go on, lots to chat about this morning. I just talked about it. New Zealand Golf Open cancelled. Guaranteed top three 
the top three from that tournament with guaranteed spots at the Open, the British Open. Will that happen next year? We will see. It's hard to see. Super Rugby, what's going on there and Tom Brady? So there's lots and lots to chat about. Looking forward to tuning in. For you to tune in and share your insights, share your comments throughout the morning. Give us a text, double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800-150-811. Anytime this morning, I'm going to cross over to the handsome one and only. Hey to everyone in Auckland, hope you're all good. But I'm going to say good day and good morning to my good mate, Brendan Baz Skip McCullough. How are you, brother? Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, everyone up in Auckland as well. Welcome, Kaz, to the team. And, uh, it's great to catch up with everyone again this morning. Uh, yeah, we've got some pretty cool guests on the show again, mate. Butch Castles, he'll give mm. us plenty of oil on the guineas. Oh, I love how you said Baz and Izzy, uh, Baz and Louis Seamus, and you're on the perfect pink. Your loyalty <laughs> is just outstanding, Is Opie Boss in the perfect pink. <laughs> Going toe-to-toe with Seamus. <sighs> Alan Sharrick, Lethan is... Mm, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to $3. Oh, well, $2.35 versus $3. So, no, that'll be good. Um, Craig Cumming, or uh, for those who wonder why we call him Sid, Craig Cumming, Sid Going. You see? Mm. You get it? You understand? So, hence Sid. So, that's why we call him Sid. So, he'll, uh, he loves chatting as well, Sid. So, we'll look forward to having him on the show a little bit later on. But, mate, some huge news, eh? Like... I don't really know where to start with you, bro, because we've got Tom Brady, which we'll, mm. we'll obviously go into, but something a little closer to home for us, the New Zealand Golf Open, just devastated, eh? And in that release from, from John Hart, you could just feel, yeah. you feel how disappointed and, and how much of a blow this is to, to the New Zealand Golf Open and to all those who have tried to pull it together, and we've both been involved in it, and we love the, love the tournament, and we're desperate to play in it again this year as well, but just the ramifications for this on the back of the COVID restrictions here in New Zealand and the MIQ situation here in New Zealand just meant that it was, mm. it was never going to happen. And we'll have to, we'll have to get hardy on at some point, but how do you see that, man? Like, it's pretty, pretty gutting, eh? Oh, it's devastated, Bez. Absolutely devastated. Um, it's, it's one of the greatest weeks in the calendar, you know, just heading to Queenstown, Everyone loves Queenstown, and knowing you know they would have, they would have loved it, they would have needed it. Um, you know the tourism, the tourists that brings in the money. Uh, look, I'm probably being selfish because I played in it, and and I know what it's like, and and I absolutely love the event. But I just yeah, like I think for the for the golfers, like we've got so many many talented golfers in New Zealand, and the draw card was top three. If you get top three at the mm. New Zealand Open, you're guaranteed a spot at the British Open at a major. And that is life-changing for many, many golfers. It's a tough sport, man. It's a tough sport. If you don't crack that top you know, 100 or, or players, it is a grind. You are constantly grinding to keep your card. You've got to pay for your own thing. You've got to travel expenses. You're away from your family. So it's a grind. So to lose that, and then I listened to Dean Murphy last night, who's the CEO of New Zealand Golf, saying that they haven't had any guarantees that will be on offer next year. So this is their one chance and one opportunity that they had these guaranteed spots, top three going the, to the British Open, and it's um, it's been taken away, Bears. And it, and it's not only just the New Zealand golf, there's a lot of industries out there. The music industry is struggling. Um, it's going to be, we we're talking about Super Rugby later on, the changes that potentially were going to go on there. Like, it is tough, tough times. But I just feel like this could have been avoided. You know, this 
Mm. This whole shambles could have been avoided. And um, it's frustrating, mate. And I know there'll be a lot of frustrated people out there. Yeah, absolutely. Just a couple of comments from John Hart. We've done everything within our power to make this event happen. However, with the current government restrictions in place, running an event that includes 250 players, 250 caddies, 500 volunteers, nearly 100 tournament staff and officials, plus numerous contractors, as well as, as, well as course on-course spectators, is just not possible. After announcing in December that New Zealand Open would proceed, including having, as you mentioned, is direct entry into the prestigious 150th Open Championship at St Andrews. The leading three players, we are devastated to have now come to this decision. So that's uh, huge ramifications, I think, for for sport are being felt right around the world, but particularly here in New Zealand where we are so isolated from the rest of the world. And golf and the profile of golf in our country at the moment is really good, I feel, with the likes of Lydia Ko mm. and, and Steve Elker, even on the seniors, you got Ryan Fox. You know, you got all those all those golfers doing fantastic things around the world and flying our flag. And then we can't host our feature event here in New mm. Zealand. And I don't know about you, but we're probably one of the least densely populated countries in the world when it comes to population versus land and golf's an outdoor sport. And I think there's incredible inflexibility around the COVID um, restrictions which have been put in place by our government. And I think it's, and this is, and it's having a, a huge effect on some of the very things which we hold dear to us as in, in our country. And that's, you know, being able to get right in behind sport and uh, and to be able to hold events and, and bring tourists and and um, tourism to New Zealand. So absolutely gutted. I'm, I feel terribly sorry for the likes of John Hard and that who have put in a lot of work and, and now have had it ripped from under them, but it's not just that sport. Mm. Think of Super Rugby as well. That's big news too, mate. Uh, mm. that, that the whole competition is going to be played down there in Queenstown and maybe even in the Cargill. Is not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's news, and I think that's just the you know that's just the way sport is at the moment with with so many changing um, you know, decisions being changed in the last minute, like. For me, Sky TV, I'm, I work with Sky as well and, and do some commentary. So I've been sent three dates. You know, they've had to have a plan A. Go in Australia, the whole Pacific uh, Super Rugby was plan A. Then plan B was they can't get in, so we'll just go play Kiwi team. And then plan C, now they've got to go to Invercargill, potentially go to Queenstown and play down there. So for, for big organisations that are broadcasting, the sponsorship, the things that go behind the bubbles, you know, like, the money that's going to be um, to 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 home these teams down in Queensland if they if they go down, like you just it's it's just a tough situation that these teams and organisations are facing. And look, uh, we're not a po- political uh, radio station, but I, I don't know if they're getting the help that that they're needing from from higher above. It's frustration, and, though, isn't it? It's not even political mm-hmm. stance. It's just genuine frustration. It doesn't matter which way yeah, where you sit, left, right, left, centre, where, whatever you do, it doesn't matter where yeah. you sit. There's just a frustration at just the restrictions and the ramifications which have been imposed on us at the moment. And this is actually something is as well that Rob Nicholl, head of New Zealand Rugby mm-hmm. Players Association, he brought up with us last year is the, the implications that these bubbles and the pressures of COVID are going to place on the players. If you look at next year, you've got international cricket teams coming to this country. At the moment, they are looking, thinking, I'm not going to spend seven days in isolation. <laughs> like New Zealand, what are you doing? We don't have to do that anywhere around the world mm. at the moment. 
We've got Ireland coming here for three test matches. They're going to be shaking their heads saying, well, we, we, we don't have time to do that. We can't do it. So we might be looking at the States for that, um, to take those fixtures offshore. And we can't wait till March or February. Like these, these international sporting teams and organisations need certainty. They need to be able to plan. Yeah. And then we have a, a Women's World Cup and a Cricket World Cup. All these tournaments are going to be in jeopardy. World Rugby won't go past, I'd imagine, the 1st of February without absolute certainty that they can hold this tournament here next year. If we can't play a trans-Tasman rugby competition, how do we hope to host a Women's World Cup? Like, we really do need to provide a lot more clarity, a lot more certainty with a lot more we-can-do-this attitude. Oh, there you go. The words from Rob Nickel himself, the man, the Rugby Players Association boss, and he spoke about it. If we can't have any ta- ta- tournaments here or any competitions in our own country, then we're going to lose organisations and players and teams offshore. And we've already seen the start of that right now with the cancellation of the New Zealand Golf Open. You know, two years in running, two years in a row that they've lost it. It'll be surprising if they have their sponsorships staying on or sponsors that are still committed. I'm pretty sure they will, but like it's just getting tough, Baz, and you hear it from there from Rob and all like these players going away from their families. You already look at the All Blacks. They spent two, two and a half months, which is normal for cricketers, but you know, rugby players are different. Two and a half months away around the world, away from their family, loved ones, and uh, yeah, it's just... It's looking difficult. It's a difficult situation right now for, for these teams and organisations to carry on and, and do what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's, there's a lot of sympathy, no doubt. For, I mean, we're in a, a pandemic has been around now for a long time, but it's just you, you look around the globe, mate, you look around the world and you turn on the TV and you see these major sporting events going on at, mm. in other countries, which our, our athletes are participating in as well in some of those around the world. It's the same virus, but we can't, but we can't host it here. I just don't, mm. I don't understand. Mm. And I just, at some point, it's just the madness has to end. It really does. It's just incredibly frustrating. <laughs> I understand the ramifications, and there's so much duty of care there, but it's just out and out madness, and you know, it's just such major implications so, for sport and around. So the whole reason, the whole reason this is happening is because we don't want our our health care to be overrun. When did this virus come on, come into our lives? What, two years ago? Yeah. Two, two and a half years? That's two and a half years of planning. And now we've got to this situation where we're having to put all these precautions in place so we don't overrun our health care. Like, I just, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't come to terms and grips with it, bears. But anyway... Is what it is. And this is probably the only start, mate. This is only the start. New Zealand Golf Open's gone. What are we going to see next? Super Rugby might be scrapped and gone, you know. There's, this there's is only the start. Cricket World Cup. There's a Women's Cricket mm. World Cup coming up. So all of the planning, yep. all of the um, infrastructure which has put, been put into place, keeping in mind that, that it has been stated by the government as well that, they're going, that that event can go ahead and it will go ahead and they'll get the support and there'll be spaces available, et cetera, for the teams. But they're just as likely to pull the rug from under them at the last moment. And then you lose all credibility with that organisation as well. Just like New Zealand Golf now will have lost a lot of credibility with international golf um, with with the withdrawal or with the inability to be able to host this event. So something's got to change. The madness has to end, my friend. We're not a political station. We never will, will attempt to be. But 
it has huge implications on what is important to us and what we are as a station, and that's sport and our sports people of mm. New Zealand. So end it. Let's get on with it. Anyway, any, um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of NFL and Tom Brady. I know we're going to get to a break soon. We'll pick it up a little bit later on, but huge news, mate, yeah. out of the States. Tom Brady, absolute goat. Seven-time Super Bowl winner in 22 mm. seasons on the grind, and he's pulled up stumps officially. You're, you're a big NFL fan. What do you th- what do you make of these this news? Expected? Oh, look at I'm gutted, mate. I'm gutted because he was he still got it. He still got the game. You saw his game and and throughout the season, I think he's leading uh, uh, leading the passing yards, TDs. So the stats are there to match it. But he spoke about it in his um or his, his press release. If if your heart's not in it and you're not feeling it, and you don't have that competitive edge and drive to, to be the best every single moment of every single day, then it's time to step away. And I commend him on that. He's he's putting his team first, his family first. And I know there's, he's got a young family as well that he wants to spend a lot of time with him. Um, mate, what a career. And I, I think the biggest thing you get from Tom Brady and his career and, and what he's been able to achieve is if you look at back at the start, mate, he was drafted like 200 and 200 and something, I think it was like 211th in, in the um, NFL draft. You know, he was a tall, skinny, lanky, not even athletic looking at all, didn't have a pass, didn't have a running game, or overlooked, and people were just laughing. Who's this guy, Tom Brady, you know? So that just showcases to me that you don't have to be the most athletic, the most, uh, you know, athletic-looking player in the world, but if you have the will and the drive and, and the work ethic, and you have that belief. The belief is the biggest thing. If you have belief in your own ability, in your own game, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. You go out there and do it. And he, that is probably the biggest thing I get from Tom Brady is someone that people looked, like, would brush, wouldn't even look, just take a second glance at him at the NFL draft. And he just took that on and said, no, nah, I know how good I am and I know how good I can be. And he believed in himself. And I think that's the biggest thing you'll get from Tom and, in the career and seven, seven, seven rings, bro. Seven rings, five-time MVP, leading careers, leading TDs. Nah, he'll go down as the greatest ever for me. Greatest ever. Yeah, yeah. And all good things must come to an end. Massive respect, Tom Brady, as he heads off into retirement. Uh, text line is flying, double eight, double three. We'll get to those in just a moment as well. Give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 and maybe you've got a thought on Tom Brady. Maybe you've got a thought on the Super Rugby. Maybe the abandonment of the New Zealand Golf Open. Or maybe you just want to have a yarn to Baz Nizzy here on Baz Nizzy for <laughs> breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.